week, I have welcomed guest Ruth Kudzi onto the show, talking all about her brand new book, How to Feel Better, Four Steps to Self-Coach Your Way to a Happier, More Authentic You. We got chatting about what it really means to feel better, how we can get to work on that in our own lives, and why self-development is best when it combines self-reflection and practical action to start creating life that you want. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness, a space where we celebrate you exactly as you are right now, while also looking at realistic and achievable ways that you can increase your fitness, improve your nutrition, and bring more wellness into your busy schedule. We tackle a whole range of subjects from diet culture and healthy weight loss, right through to how to stay motivated, reduce stress, balance fitness and life, and ways to get the most out of your fitness routine. This is your weekly dose of inspiration and motivation. Perfect if you're a busy woman who sometimes struggles to find time for yourself and who would love to develop a positive mindset and a consistent fitness and wellness routine. I'm Alex, your host, women's fitness and wellness coach, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, lover of chocolate, wine and exercise and believer that we can all find balance in our busy lives. Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. And this week I am joined by Ruth Kudzi, who's going to be helping us all to identify how we can use positive psychology to thrive in our lives. She is the founder of two businesses, she's a best-selling author and podcaster, and she is totally passionate about helping women to lead a more fulfilling life, to find happiness, and to live more authentically as well. In fact, she has helped thousands of women to lead more fulfilling lives through her coaching, and now she has just released a book all about it too, which came out just last week. So welcome to the podcast, Ruth. Great to have you here. Brilliant to be here. Right, so let's get into this then, shall we? No faffing around today. Um, I think first First things first, tell us a bit about the book and tell us a little bit about how it can help us to feel more fulfilled in our lives. Okay. So the book is, it's been quite a process writing it. So I think it took about five years to actually go from idea to it being published just last week. And really what I wanted to do is I wanted to put all of my knowledge from studying psychology and neuroscience for you know about 28 years now into something that would be really easy for people to consume and understand and that, that it would be practical okay. because I think that we can, you know, it, it's not the book that's going to make the difference. It's you that's going to make the difference. So it's really about practical things that we can do that enable us to feel better and to thrive. And I think that is, uh, that's the real crunch point, isn't it? It's about actually how can I apply this to my life? So it is going to make a difference to how I think, how I feel and how I show up. So I wanted to create something that was easy for people to navigate and so they can effectively self-coach, feel better, but also identify those things that are kind of enhancers and help them feel good and also identify those things that maybe don't help them feel good and think about how they can take a step back from them and really focus on the, focus on as much of the goodness as possible. Yeah. And I think one of the things you said there, which I find really interesting, because, you know, as a as a small business owner, I have done a lot of mindset work. And one of the things that I've always struggled with over the years is that, you know, people say, oh, work on your mindset, work on your mindset. And you're kind of going, but how? <laughs> because we're so used to like, okay, I take these actions, I get this result, right? And then 
you start to work on yourself and you realize it, it doesn't always quite work that way. And so I've always kind of wanted people to tell me, right, well, the, this is the action you take. This is the thing that you do to work on your mindset and to change it and to, you know, and to take yourself into a place that is serving you better. So what what is it about kind of the practical actions in this book that is really going to help people as opposed to, like I say, the, the narrative you get sometimes, which is, oh, just think about it. And it's, it, it's, it can be a bit, a little bit woolly, can't it? It can definitely be quite woolly. And I think that when we say, oh, just think about it, it's like, well, what do we think about? Yeah. So really what we're looking at here is, okay, so first of all, you know, what even is mindset and what does that look like and feel like for you? And so the first stage is actually taking stock of where you are right now and getting really clear on what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what you're liking about your life and maybe what you want to change. And then it's about, okay, so when we've got that baseline, where do we actually want to go? Because again, we can get really overwhelmed with, oh, we need to look at big goals. We need to think about all this stuff. But actually it's like, okay, so what are the quick wins? What are the quick ways that we can make things change? And then we're talking about how you can navigate those small changes and how you can make them work for you. I think that's really important because I used to get really frustrated that a lot of the books seem to be written by men. And they'd say things like, you know, um, just get up earlier or just do this. And then you'd be like, well, actually, you know, that isn't going to work for me because of X or Y. Maybe I've got caring responsibilities or actually doing something every day may not work when I'm a woman and I've got a cycle and all of that. So what I wanted to do is create a book that was, that was about making things work in a way that works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and who who would you say the book is actually for? Like, if somebody's looking at, at buying the book, then why why would it be for them? Like, what kind of women do you think this is going to like really speak to and help? I think it's going to help everybody who is wanting to focus on improving their life. If you're thinking that you want to, and I know it sounds a bit cheesy, but if you're thinking that you want to thrive in what you're doing if you want to feel that bit better, if you want to have a bit more happiness, it's really about those things. And how can we create that? How can we feel that? That, you know, 10% happier. How can we actually feel that 10% more focused? How can we feel more engaged in what we're doing? How can we enhance our well-being? So I'd say, I mean, it's not specifically, but it is, there's a lot of this that will be relevant for both men and women, but I wrote it with a woman in mind, mm-hmm. probably a woman, you know, kind of midlife E who is thinking, okay, isn't there more? Is there not more? And I'd love to feel just that fraction better when I'm going through my day to day. I'd love to maybe make changes in my life that are sustainable, but that aren't huge. Because sometimes it's all about, you know, I don't know, doing something completely different. And actually it's more about, okay, let's build on where you already are. Like if you're good now, let's get to great. So it's very much using the positive psychology premise that rather than going, normal psychology looks at going from minus five to zero, we're saying you're at least at zero, maybe you're one or two, 
let's get you to a five. Yeah, and I think it's interesting what I say about that sort of middle life because that is it is such a transitional point, isn't it? Where you know we get into our forties, and it's almost like you know, particularly if you have kids, you've got a job, you've got all of this stuff going on. You spend a lot of your time just like getting through life. And then you get into your 40s, your kids are a bit older, you've got, you know, the responsibilities are, are sort of reducing a little bit at home, uh, you've got a bit more time to yourself. And that often is a time when we start going, hang on a minute, I've I've kind of been led down this path and I've done all no. of these things and I've just done them without thinking very much about them, actually. And so now I want to think about, like, what can I do that is going to give me that satisfaction in the next 10, 15, 20 years' time? Because even though we might not be completely free now, you start to realise, oh gosh, actually, that's, you know, I've got an, an 11-year-old and a 14-year-old, right? So I'm starting to think Same. they're moving on. They don't need me so much anymore. So what am I going to do that gives me that that sort of satisfaction in life? Yeah. And I think it's, it is, it's about like, okay, let's think about the next, the next however long in my yeah. life. And let's really think about how we can how we can navigate in the, that in the best way and we can be happier and we can, you know, all of those things that we want to be, we want to be happier, but let's, you know, let's actually make that meaningful. So, you know, what are the things that bring me joy? What does my day-to-day -day look like? How can I bring in maybe more connection or build personal relationships more in my day? So it's all of those things that, you know, we usually just go through the motions and we don't think about, and it's actually having that time to pause and look and say, actually, you know, I could change my working structure so I could meet a friend for lunch every Friday. And that would actually really, you know, maybe we could go to an art gallery or maybe we could do this. And that would actually have a massive impact on my well-being. Yeah. Or maybe I could have a different commute into work or whatever it may be. So it's definitely about those small things that we can do that can be sustainable and that can build that compound effect. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the interesting things to me is that, you know, obviously in the world that I work in, you know, a lot of women come to me and when they're thinking about what they want and they're thinking about their happiness, they're often thinking about the, the kind of external, they're pinning that to how do I look? I need to lose weight. That will sort everything out for me. I feel unhappy with where I am. I'll be happy when I've lost the weight. And so yeah. we almost kind of fixate on that as the source of our problems. And I think one of the things that I'm trying to, you know, I'm personally trying to encourage women to see is that there's so much more to our happiness than that, isn't there? So many other elements to it that are going to kind of add to that, that go beyond just your external appearance in the world. Definitely. And I think yeah, I've been there as well. I've been like, oh, well, when... When I lose half a stone, when I, and when we're doing that, when I, when I, when I, and we all do it, what we're doing is we're basically not living in the moment and we're waiting for whatever period in time, something to happen. So yeah, it's about stepping back from so many when eyes, isn't it? Yeah. And also, you know, one of the things that I talk about is stepping into who you want to be. Like, yeah. like you say, what you do is you go, I will feel confident when I have lost weight, for example. Well, how about you flip that? How about you start to, you know, think about how you could make yourself feel more confident in yourself as you are. And the likelihood is when you do, you probably take better care of yourself and it, it might, may become easier to lose the weight and things like that. So, yeah. you know, it's a bit of flipping it as well, isn't there? Definitely. 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 It's probably quite a lot of flipping it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thinking different, like thinking differently to the way that we normally think about things. Yeah. 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 So one of the things that um, 
that really interests me is this idea of self-reflection. And, you know, again, that that can be one of those woolly things. It's like, what does that really mean? But I think generally we're all pretty good at ignoring things, ignoring uncomfortable feelings, ignoring uncomfortable thoughts about ourselves, masking what's going on inside. And we do that by staying busy and doing things all the time and pushing ourselves and never allowing ourselves to be quiet. And so, and masking it with food, you know, eating food to, mm. to kind of mask those emotions and never actually encountering those emotions. But one of the things that I've found has really worked for me is journaling, for example, because it forces me to sit down and like put those uncomfortable things that I maybe don't want to admit that I'm thinking and put them down on paper and confront them. And usually when I do that, I pass through them that little bit more quickly. And there's a reason for that, actually, because when we write things down, it's like we're able to create some distance between ourselves and the thoughts and that makes us process them more effectively. So I do talk about that in the book and how Mm. that's a great way to actually process thoughts and emotions because when they're in our head, they're in our head. And it's about sometimes actually really spending that time to work out exactly what's going on, but also to process. Like, you know, it's normal and it's useful to have all of these emotions, but equally it's about processing them as well and kind of understanding, oh, what is this telling me or what is that telling me? And it's one of the reasons why women kind of put off things like meditation as well, isn't it? Because either we don't like what comes up when we meditate or we sit there and go, I'm not very good at this because I'm always, you know, thoughts keep coming into my head and, you know, trying to show people actually that's fine. And that's kind of what we want with meditation. We want the thoughts. We want we want the time to just slow down and listen to what's going on and, and process that. Yeah. But are there, are there any other ways that we can do that for ourselves, that we can allow ourselves to, to maybe feel those feelings, feel those emotions that that maybe feels a bit safer for us than just having to be completely quiet and silent for 10 minutes? I think as well, it's sometimes about, you know, allowing ourselves to actually lean into the feelings. So sometimes it is about kind of, maybe it's not about doing a meditation. So I know that doesn't work for lots of people, but maybe it's about going for a walk and being really conscious when you're on that walk about how your body feels, like the emotions, and just starting to notice the thoughts that come into your head as well. So people call that a moving meditation. I call it a walk. But actually, you know, giving yourself that time and in nature as well makes it really, really powerful to be present with what's going on for you. And I think that is one of the key things. We we sometimes think we have to be quiet to be present or we have to be sitting or lying to be present, but we can actually be walking. Um, we can be, you know, we can be swimming. That's really effective actually for people. So we can be doing some kind of light exercise and that can be a more active way of, just checking in with ourselves. It's like we're going inwards to go outwards again. Yeah. And there's that thing about um, getting into your body as well, because we all, we spend our lives in our heads. Most of us, we don't actually know what <laughs> what's going on from the neck down because yeah. we're not, we're not tuning in unless there's pain there or something. We're not actually tuning into like mm. what is going on inside me, inside my body, because it's all, it's all about what's going on in our head. And so I think that adding movement can be sort of cathartic really can't it let go of lots of stuff and process lots of stuff in a way that does feel a little bit safer sometimes than having yet more stuff going on in your brain yeah 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 
I think, yeah, it's it's about that awareness and not only being in the brain, but also being in the rest of our body too. So really looking at, okay, what else is going on here? Because uh-huh. we see things, don't we, that we, you know, as you said, we're so in our thoughts, but we don't actually check into, okay, I'm feeling, maybe I'm feeling a bit tense. Like what's going on there? So actually exploring those thoughts more. So I want to go back to something you mentioned a little bit earlier, which is this idea of, you know, this is not about taking you from, you know, zero to a hundred. Like this is about getting a little bit happier, a little bit happier and and doing it a little bit at a time, which is something that I love rather than us doing something like this and expecting everything to suddenly be all well with the world kind of thing. So what if... If somebody is in a position, let's say, where there are various different things in their lives that they would like to improve, maybe, you know, they're not particularly enjoying their job, maybe um, they've got a difficult relationship that needs resolving, maybe they're very stressed out with home life because they've got too much to do. Like, when somebody's in that position, it can feel really overwhelming to know, like, where do I actually start? So, for somebody like that, what would be a good starting place? So, I think the best starting point is to actually... Give yourself some time during your day where you're going to start to be more present with yourself. So what I would suggest is starting small. So maybe like five minutes and thinking about, okay, where can I create that space? Because if you've got lots and lots of stuff going on, you've got a busy home, maybe that's not being at home. Maybe that's just literally going outside and going for a walk, going into your garden, but doing so without any technology and anything else. So giving yourself that moment of pause. And I think that that's the first step. The first step is is all about that first stage. So that first stage is really, okay, what is actually going on here? Because with awareness, then we can go, okay, well, where do I want to go next? So awareness first. And then after that, right, what's the first thing? So like I'm noticing that I'm feeling quite sluggish or I'm noticing that I'm I'm noticing that I'm getting a lot of repetitive thoughts. I'm noticing that I'm feeling that I can't do this. So you're just starting at the beginning to be like a detective and noticing. And then when you've got that awareness, you can start to be like, okay, so what is the, my next step? What's the practical thing that I can do to change how I'm thinking, how I'm feeling, how I'm acting, how I'm being? So it's it's like, it's again, it's that kind of, first of all, it's just about doing that check-in with yourself. And I think, you know, as, as you're saying that, it sort of strikes me that it, doing work like this, it requires a, a little bit of honesty with yourself because we're yeah. always very honest about, you know, things that we're maybe doing that are holding us back or making things harder for us. But also being quite brave, I think, you know, it's very easy to stay in the status quo and particularly when you're, you know, if you are very busy, if you are spending a lot of time in that sort of fight or flight mode, like it's quite brave to change stuff because even if it's not particularly serving us, it, it sort of feels safe to our system to stay there, right? So yeah, a lot of bravery involved, a lot of um, just becoming more honest with yourself as well. Yeah, and I think this is a thing. It is it is about being brave. It is about being brave and being honest because, and that's hard. And you know, allowing yourself compassion while you're doing this and recognising that it might not be, you know, 
a straight away, you, know, you might not get the results straight away, but it's a process. So if you start and you start peeling back that, that first layer of the onion, like it's going to, um, it's going to change everything. Yeah. And it's going to bring up stuff that you may you maybe don't want to actually address straight away either, right? Yeah. And and that's okay. Like you don't have to, you don't, you know, you will have awareness of lots of things that are going on. And what you need to recognize is you can choose what you want to focus on and what you want to take forward first. You don't have to do everything at once. And I think that's a really, really good reflection because sometimes we get stuck in, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to do everything. Or, you know, there's so many things. And it's like, no, just start small. Well, start with where maybe feels like you can have the quickest win first and then build. Yeah. And it's building that confidence in yourself to be able to do that as well, isn't it? Yeah. 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 It's. I mean, it's the same. It's the same with what I do. It's what I'm always saying to people, stop trying to do you know, go from zero to five workouts a week, it's not going to happen. <laughs> You're going to get overwhelmed yeah. by it. <laughs> You're going to just exhaust small. yourself. Yeah, start up small and, you know, do do what feels good to start with and you can build from there. It doesn't mean that that's the, the beginning and the end. It just means that you have begun your journey and, and you've started to make those changes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's all about those, I'm sure this is what you do too, the compound effect. Yeah. You know, like do it like, I said five minutes a day, but okay, if you're not doing five minutes a day, maybe you're starting off with five minutes a week. Um, five minutes a week over time, it's building and building and building. Yeah. And this is what you need to think. It's not going to be, you know, this is a long game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, ultimately the thing with this is that, you know, we we live in a society that demands so much of us and that doesn't really give us a lot back, actually, you really? know, Giving, 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 and not always getting back what what we sort of give out to the world. And I think it's, you know, it's us having that understanding of, you know, creating more of an understanding of our place in the world and the things that actually matter to us as well and separate it. Because I think sometimes we get very confused about what we're doing for us because it's important to us and what we're doing because the, the rest of the world tells us that it's important and it should matter, even if it doesn't. So there's a little bit of that, isn't there? Like delving into, okay, what actually is important to me? What are my values? Maybe kind of knowing that first so yeah. that you then start to judge everything in, uh, through a lens of, of those things as well. Yeah. And the more that we are able to actually kind of see see that like, oh, okay, with you know, Right, maybe there is that there, there there is something that I'm gaining from this, however small. The more it continues as well. So I think it's about expectations too. It's about realizing that we don't have to do things. You know, it doesn't have to be an immediate, immediate like gratification or result. It's that like if we keep doing small things, uh-huh. then we get that result. And I think that we can often switch off because we're not seeing things as quickly as we may want and I think that sometimes it's about it's about doing things you know and trusting that it's going to work that's yeah like what word was that trusting yeah and and it's it's a tricky one isn't it because it's not a physical result you know like we were talking about the weight loss before like with weight loss you can step on the scales and you can see exactly what has happened right whereas with this some days it's going to feel really good and you're going to be like, oh my God, that work that I did is, you know, is working, it's kicking in. And then two days later, you're like, oh my God, no, it's not again. So, you know, I think we we do go back and forth on it as well. And that 
that line towards the place that we want to be is not always simple and straightforward either. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's not. And it's not, it's acknowledging that that's okay as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so uh, but before we just wrap up for today then, Ruth, do you want to tell us, A, what the book is called? Because I haven't even mentioned that yet. So let's talk about what the book is called um, and where everybody can find it, where they can find out more about you as well. Yeah, the book is called How to Feel Better, Four Steps to Living Your Authentic Life. And it, you can get it on Amazon or you can order it from Waterstones or other good bookshops. And it's by me, Ruth Kudzi. So that's K-U-D-Z-I. My website is of the same name and my Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn are all under that name too. I'm the only one. Fabulous. All right. Well, thank you so much, Ruth, for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. So you will definitely have found some little gems in there that are going to help you to start working on creating more fulfillment in your life. Uh, Not just the self-reflection stuff, like I said, but the action-oriented stuff as well, which definitely speaks to me and I know will likely speak to you as well. So I'd really encourage you to go out, buy the book, absorb all the wisdom that Ruth has to offer and also learn how to put some of this stuff into action in your own life as well. And of course, I will put the links and details into the show notes so you can go and find out more. But for now, I'm going to love you, leave you, say thank you for joining us again this week and I'll see you back here again next week. Thank you so much for joining me today, beautiful people. If you have loved listening in and want to make sure you don't miss out on future episodes, then simply subscribe or follow the podcast on your favourite podcast player right now. You can also come and join me on the socials at AlexChickFit and I'll see you again next time.